Hey, Mark here, and I'm calling in before today's episode with a little favour to ask, if I may, please. You see, today I'm changing the format of the Podcast Accelerator. I'm trialling a longer form deep dive episode, real specific actionable takeaways, and introducing my recommended podcast tool of the week. Now, the format is ever so slightly different. It is a little bit longer, and during this episode, which is a huge, deep dive, massive piece of free podcast education. During this episode, I'm going to break off for about 90 seconds to recommend a podcasting tool that I think will help you. And at the end, stick around because there's a new section at the end, which is three actionable takeaways that you can implement today based on today's deep dive. So let me know what you think of this new format, please. That's the favour that I'm asking. You can do that on Twitter, at Mr. Asquith. And you can get the written version of this over on my Twitter profile as well. Once again, that's at Mr. Asquith. And enjoy this episode of the Podcast Accelerator. Everything you needed to know and some opinions on Apple Podcasts subscriptions is the order of the day here on the Podcast Accelerator right now. I'm your host, Mark Asquith, CEO and founder at Captivate.fm, the world's only growth-oriented podcast host, where you can build a show to suit you and you can benefit from tools and a team that will help you to grow that podcast to the place that you know that you can take it. So go and check it out for seven days on us at Captivate.fm. Now, before I get into this big sort of, it's not necessarily news, it's more of a reaction and a bit of an insight based on a week of, 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 of just kind of sitting on it and, and chatting on it. So before I get to that, I want to give a shout out to the team at Aweber, my wonderful partners in email marketing. It's very, very important that as a podcaster, you own your business, you know, you own the brand you own, the data within that brand, and that you've got something very, very solid and scalable in place to help you to build that business. And that is why I choose Aweber for my email marketing. I own that data. You know, people opt in and they go through a double opt-in process. They give me their data and I say, yeah, Marco, look, you can send us some information. All right, send us whatever you want. Send us this. Send us that. Send us some lead magnets. Send us a book. Send us these emails about your podcast. And they opt into that. That's their choice. And we build together. All right. You should be doing the same. So you don't even need a credit card. All right. Just get started with Aweber. Go and give it a whirl. Do it right now. MarkAsquith.com slash Aweber. So last week, Apple announced Apple Podcasts subscriptions. I've put a link to that in the show notes and the, uh, the, the accompanying blog post. Uh, there's going to be a few links inside this episode, but they're all in the show notes. So they announced Apple Podcast subscriptions. And according to their website, Apple Podcast Subscriptions is a global marketplace for listeners to discover premium subscriptions offered by their favorite creators, including The Athletic and NPR. The Midnight Miracle, the groundbreaking new original series hosted by Talib Kweli, Yazin Bey and Dave Chappelle, will be available next month with a subscription to the Luminary channel on Apple Podcasts. Now, that's their write-up, and the news was met with mixed reactions in the podcasting industry, and inevitably, podcasters like you and I are scrambling for information on what this means for them. Now, I've kind of been at the centre of the development. It's not because, you know, I'm any better than you, it's just because I'm I'm the CEO of a hosting platform, and we've had briefings with Apple, we've chatted directly to Apple after the fact, and I've been live-tweeting a lot of some of the, the problems that have come through Podcast Connect over at Mr. Asquith on Twitter. So... I've spent a week reflecting on this. 
I've spent a week pondering it, thinking it through, looking at different perspectives and different angles and wanted to give a measured set of reasoning and set of opinions on what this might mean for you as a creator. Okay. So first up, what this isn't, what I'm not going to talk about. Well, Apple Podcast Connect relaunched last week too. To say it was plagued with issues is an understatement. This is, this is not the place to discuss that. I did that on Twitter at Mr. Asquith. And so I'm going to focus solely on the subscriptions product on this episode. I'm also not for now going to mention the updated Apple Podcast Analytics or the Podcast Connect interface. Again, they're different things. I'm here to talk about subscriptions. So what is Apple Podcast Subscriptions? Well, it's a service that allows you to sell paid for subscriptions to your podcast content. Similar to Patreon, Glow, Supercast, and more, this allows you to offer freemium, fully paid, or extra content to paying subscribers. And you can use this for several things, including ad-free versions of your episodes, bonus content that only paying subscribers get, and so much more. You get the picture. Now, this is nothing new in the industry, of course. Apple hosts that premium content for you, which is the new bit, whilst your podcast hosts such as Captivate.fm continues to host your open, free content via RSS. Now, a couple of things to note. You may not use Apple's subscription service to make people pay for content that is otherwise free elsewhere. You can also use Apple Podcasts Connect to create channels of content and to group your podcast together to create, for example, a Star Wars channel that includes your five Star Wars podcasts or a nerd podcast channel that includes your Star Wars, DC Comics, movie and TV and gaming shows. You can upload artwork to these channels and decide whether you want to keep them free via RSS and your hosting company, whether you want to intersperse Apple-hosted paid-for content or even make the entire channel paid for. You've got some options. Now, they can only be consumed within Apple Podcasts on Apple devices right now, but I do expect a Windows and at least an Android version of Apple Podcasts to debut pretty soon, likely before the subscription service becomes publicly available in May. So what's the pricing on this? Well, the pricing for the Apple Podcasters program is $19.99 per year, which is a similar model but a lower price than the Apple Developer Program. So basically, you you pay for the privilege of being able to sell content. Regardless of whether you sell it or not, whether you make any money or not, you still pay to participate in that program. And then Apple takes 30% from each paying subscription for the first year and 15% for each year thereafter. That is more expensive than some of the more open ecosystems out there, such as Supercast, Glow, and Patreon. So bear that in mind. But it does come with some inherent advantages. First up, Apple Podcasts is installed on iOS by default. So theoretically, this gives you access to anyone using an iOS device. Because of that, you've got access to the inbuilt low-friction transactions facilitated by Apple Pay. And you get the ability to manage paid content without running two separate RSS feeds. There are some disadvantages as well. Management of paid content without running two RSS feeds. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, wait a minute, Marco. Didn't you put that in as an advantage as well? Yes, I did. But I've added it as a disadvantage because it begins to close up the ecosystem. More on that later. One of the other disadvantages is that discovering your paid content is something that is just as hard as any other outlet. Apple cannot possibly promote everyone equally. And of course, bigger brands that are sexier for Apple will take center stage. You are going to have to do the exact same marketing as usual. Your business growth doesn't get easier. It's just the transacting that does. And 
you don't get any data on your buyers. And that's a big one. So I've got some thoughts on this. They're the sort of the advantages and, and, and the pricing of the facts, the disadvantages, you know, their opinions. And the next bit is, is my opinion as well. So what do I make of all this? Well, I think it's about closing the ecosystem up and centralizing a little bit. Now, Apple says it's all for open RSS and I get that. That's fine. That's another conversation to have. You know, this free content is another conversation to have. I'm talking now about this paid for business model stuff. Now, first up, Spotify will release this feature within weeks, if not days, if not hours. I expect that this week, week commencing 26th of April 2021, if not today, the 26th of April 2021. And it's rumoured that Spotify's version will be free to podcasters like you and me. That means zero cut of profits from you and zero annual fee to participate as a creator, which of course is mighty attractive to you as a podcaster, especially because we all like money. That's all right. We don't have to pretend that we don't. And because it's easier than giving a listener a paid premium RSS feed that they have to paste just once into their podcast app of choice. That's the argument for these closed ecosystems. Or that's one of the arguments. With Apple needing to release an Android app, and maybe a Windows one too, in order to keep the experience for creators on par with Spotify, the word choice is the one to keep in mind here. Spotify is all in on audio and subscriptions. Apple is all in on hardware and getting more in on subscriptions. Think fitness, TV, and so on. To Apple, the entire podcast industry's revenue is hardly worth bothering with, given that Apple generates $1 billion per day during the holiday seasons and posted over $64 billion in revenue during its fourth quarter in 2020. And the show notes have got citations and links out to those sources. So what's the point in going to all of this effort for Apple? Well, it's a nice story to tell, isn't it? Apple is for creators and for privacy. Plus, it's some creator revenue. It's a way to show Apple is interested in the development of podcasting because, well, everyone slates Apple for not moving podcasting forward. But Apple is being Apple. Its move into the business of podcasting is stifling for creators. We're expected to be thankful to Apple for taking so much and not giving us that much back, even when we're doing all of the work. We're expected to be exceptionally grateful to Apple for opening up access to their marketplace, even though we'll still have to do as much marketing, if not more, in order to make any more meaningful money from podcasting. Like I said earlier, it's just the transacting that has got easier. And a big challenge is that once a person becomes a customer, and I'm saying that in air quotes, a customer of yours, i.e., they choose to buy a premium subscription from you to access your content via payment, you don't get any data on that customer. Now, of course, there's a big and rightfully important conversation happening right now in the podcast industry around listener privacy and what should be shared, tracked, utilized by podcasters and analytics companies in order to identify and potentially retarget anonymous listeners. That is a big issue. It's important. And it's an issue that we'll figure out together as an industry, as part of a hosting company. I can attest to the fact that things are happening in that space. But that data is not the same as customer data. Someone is buying premium content from you that you produce. They are buying premium content from you, except that according to Apple, they aren't. 
They're buying premium content produced by you, but sold by Apple. And thus, each paying subscriber is a paying subscriber of Apple's and not yours. And thus, they do not give you any customer data, which means that as a business owner, which of course, if you sell content to someone, you are, you are transacting, you are, you are a business, you won't benefit from the exact same customer opportunities that Apple itself benefits from. I've got an iPhone, an iPad, and a MacBook Pro. I've got some AirPods, some AirPod Pros, and an Apple Pencil. I also have an Apple TV. I am an Apple customer. Apple sends emails to my email address, which I also have through Apple, to market new products to me. But the manufacturers of the component pieces in my iPhone don't email me, even though they help to make the product, and rightly so. It's an Apple product, which is designed, marketed, and conceptualized by Apple. There are component pieces that are outsourced, of course, and if I wanted to, I could also buy an iPhone, iPad, Mac, and AirPods at Target, Best Buy, Curry's, Walmart, Tesco, and a thousand other retailers online, the middle people, between Apple and me, the customer. Just like Apple is in this transaction with podcasters and creators and listeners, Apple is the middle person, Best Buy, they're the middle person. But any of these middle people, these third parties, Tesco, Best Buy, Target, Curry's, Walmart, Each of these would enjoy the benefits of having me as a customer, even though I bought an Apple product. They've got the chance to see my information, information that I'm opting into when I buy, nothing clandestine going on here, and to build a relationship with me. These other non-Apple outlets build relationships with customers and prospects in other ways too. They do marketing, they create content, they buy ads, which in turn allows me to choose them as the place that I want to spend my money rather than Apple directly. As a podcaster, there is no difference. We do the same. We make the product. We make the content. We market the content. We tell people that can subscribe in Apple. The content that we produce is the thing that allows us to attract people. It's simple marketing. It's what we do. Through continued production and marketing, we build relationships. And so at some point, someone might buy something from us like coaching or a course or some merchandise, an event ticket or a book. And during each of these purchases, we get the chance to treat the person as a customer. And just like the restaurant that I enjoy on a Friday night with Sam, that customer can be steps all other things. Hey, you want a drink? What about some olives? What about bread? Ah, you want a starter? When the podcast space is, oh, a book, of course, here you are. Also, hey, what about a t-shirt? What about a nice sticker for your laptop or some other merchandise? What about this, 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 this coaching? Capiche? You get it? What if the thing that a listener buys from us first, though, the very first thing that someone buys from us first is a premium subscription or some ad-free content via Apple? Apple is removing the ability for us to act like genuine creator businesses by restricting and controlling what we see about our customers in the name of privacy. But when I buy an iPhone from from Apple, I've got to put my Apple ID in to the iPhone, my email address. I've got to log in to really use it. And it's the same when I buy from a third-party retailer. Either way, Apple gets my data and can use it. Now, regarding Apple Podcast subscription, sure, we get access to Apple's customer base in order to ply our trade. But let's be honest, this is a busy market. And you, 
are the one that will still need to do the work to convert your listeners to paying subscribers. Apple features Luminary, Nat Geo, and the big sexy brands, not Dave and his cat herding network from Tamworth. The argument that we're gaining access to Apple's reach and platform in order to sell our content is weak when you consider that you pay for that privilege every single year and with every single subscription sold. Apple is having the cake, eating it, and teasing us with more sales as long as we continue to bake that cake every single day, week, month. It works for the big creators because that's their job. But for the small indie podcaster... We still have to put ads in our ad-free content so that listeners can come and join our email list or buy other things from us. The ads are just for our stuff, not for someone else's. Given Apple's fights with Hey.com about their email platform and Microsoft over their Xbox Cloud Gaming, recently, you know, that's, that's been kicking off. And the well-documented challenges that App Store developers face due to Apple's policies, I worry that podcasters are just in for more of the same. After all, I design and create and market this podcast. I outsource some of the component pieces like editing and some design stuff to people that are better at it than me, just like Apple does for its hardware. But people who buy from me are my customers, and it's me that's put the work into converting them, not Apple. And you know what? I find this really hard to, uh, to say. I find it hard to record because I've been an Apple fan since I can remember. But when you consider that Spotify is closing the podcasting ecosystem that it owns, and now Apple is beginning to close the ecosystem that it owns, it's becoming clear that podcasters are being baited. Hey, we'll give you access to our marketplace and write this up as a way to do the one thing that you always wanted to do as a podcaster more easily, which is to make money. Because, hey, look, everyone knows how to use Apple Pay. But is the price too high? As podcasters, can we conscientiously build our businesses on an ecosystem that doesn't give us a way to build continual relationships with our customers and that dresses that up as privacy? I'm a pro-choice kind of guy, and no one should be forced into working how someone else wants them to. Nor should customers be assumed to be free game. They should also have a choice. I agree with that privacy statement. But why can't a customer who chooses to pay a middle person, Apple, for my exclusive content decide for themselves whether they want to give me their data? Apple already has a way of doing this with the hide my email functionality. It's got everything already in place to allow customers the privacy they need and the choice to give trusted data to creators that they want to. And I really want to use Apple Podcast subscriptions. I really do. I really, really do. But as Spotify and Apple create their own ecosystems, I think that for now, I'll cope with the minor user experience pain of giving my premium subscribers a paid feed from a more open source. Because choice. Let me know what you think on Twitter, at Mr. Asquith. What's your opinion on this? Let me know. Hit me up. And please keep on captivating.